Good morning, everybody. It's warming up outside. Just came from over at the Great Eagle, and it's, it's like 42. It feels like summer outside. Yeah. Put on the shorts. Woo! Well, uh, how many of you have been able to jump in and use one of the uh, daily Bible readings that we've been uh, using? That's great. Uh, just let you know that we have uh, week four uh, on the topic of praying to bless and uh, daily scriptures to look up. If you're someone that needs a little help, a little structure for establishing that reading and, and turning to the Lord, listening to him kind of time, this, this would be a great help to you. And we're going to plan on doing these again for our next series uh, that will be starting uh, next Sunday. Uh, how many of you, also I'm doing a little check up here. How many of you had, have done red light, green light prayer? If you tried it, any? Well, there's been a, there's been a few. All right, you know I was I was doing it the other day. I was trying to do it sneaky like because I was in the car with with my wife and started humming at a stoplight. And she said, "Are you doing red light, green light?" I said, "Maybe." And and uh, so I didn't get away with it. I wasn't sneaky enough. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a great thing. It's just the idea to to praise and bless God for who He is when you're at a red light. And then when the green light comes on, then present your requests. And again, it's a thing to help us remember to put everything in perspective, that, that God is bigger, that he's better than the stuff that we're running into, and a lot of the things that we're bringing to him. And, uh, and then last week we did a little bit on uh, caution and warning and prayer. And today, this idea of praying to bless. And I guess, first of all, um, I'm, I'm going to explain a little bit of what I mean and then also uh, the problem that we have with it and why we kind of get away from praying to, praying to bless. Uh, there's a natural tendency that happens. And, and then I, I want to point to in the scriptures of, of, of how you are really blessed. And uh, it gives you a reason to pray to bless, okay? So uh, that's where I'm going. I uh, hope you'll be able to follow. Uh, but first, I, I guess I just want to say that, you know, this series has been special to me because I'm in a time in my life where I'm really trying to renew um, my prayers, renew my prayer life with the Lord, uh, make things fresh again. And so it's going back to some of those beginning practices, going back to things that I've forgotten and trying to practice them. And so I'm sharing those with you, uh, knowing that more than likely that there might be some other people who will benefit from this than just me. Uh, and, and, and I believe that's true. So, but one of the things that I've been observing in my prayer life is that I have really, uh, uh, before November, was really just getting into a place of just boring and repetitious. I mean, almost to the point where I just wanted to apologize to God. And just, I'm so sorry. This is probably really boring, repetitious to you. And, and I know that he doesn't really see us uh, that way in that light. Um, but I guess in my humanized view of him, I, I was seeing that and apologizing to him. But, you know, when I examine my prayers for the, the past few months and the past year, there are some things that I get stuck on. And, and I think that there are things that I probably heard uh, growing up uh, in the church and heard people pray. And it just made its way into my prayer uh, uh, talking with God. And, and so, and some of these words, uh, just are, or have no meaning. I'm just kind of saying them because it's, oh, that's the thing you say in prayer. And that's a problem when we start doing that. And, uh, but I think maybe some of these phrases you, you would kind of recognize that other people get stuck on them too. Uh, it, it kind of starts like this. Lord, thank you for this day. 
And, and it's kind of, and, and when we say it, sometimes it's more like, oh, Lord, it's kind of what we pray when we're called on to pray and we weren't planning to pray. And we know we should be thankful, but we can't think of anything to be thankful for. So we just say, dear God, thank you for this day. And, and it just kind of comes out, just rolls off the tongue. And, and it's one of those things like, well, you know, if I sat and thought about, yeah, I, I really am thankful for this day. But it's kind of also the thought of, well, you know, can you be a little more specific, Shannon? What, what are you thankful for? And, you know, instead of a big generalized thank you for this day. And, and I, I think uh, it, it's good for us to be a little more specific in our prayers. But th- that's something that I found, that I found myself doing, falling into this rut. But here are some of the other little phrases that come out. Maybe you'll recognize them. Uh, it kind of goes like this. Lord, bless me. Or it might be us, if I'm, you know, thinking my family. Uh, maybe it's uh, bless this thing I'm about to do or bless this uh, place where I'm going to say something or bless where the journey going to this place or wherever. Uh, it, it, it's bless, bless that, bless this. And, and, and that's kind of a familiar phrase that comes up. And then there's, there's the other one, Lord, be with me or be with us. And then you go to the next one, Lord, Protect us and watch over us, or, or watch over us and protect us. And, and then there's, uh, you know, feel guilty about something. Please forgive us for our many sins. And, and usually, you know, I pray that when I'm too lazy or proud, proud to confess the specific, specific sin that I committed that I feel guilty about. And, and so that's how it goes. Those are how the prayers kind of roll off when, it's, when I'm stuck in a rut. And uh, maybe you kind of recognize that too. Now, it, it'd be interesting if I had a little bell to ring every time I prayed one of those phrases in, in a prayer. You know, Lord, bless me. Ding. Lord, watch over me. Ding. Please be with me. Ding. Lord, please. Ding. 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 I mean, I, I think I would drive myself crazy. I would drive other people crazy with that little bell going off all the time. And so, I, you know, I just think there's, it's, it's time for some sort of change. Because when all these prayers are surrounded, just me, us, you know, and there, there's got to be something more to it than this, right? And, and I, I begin to think, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, the latest Muppet movie that had Amy Adams in it. But there's this little song where it's like, I'm having a me party, party for one. I feel like I should start singing that when I'm, when I'm praying my prayers because it's so me-oriented. And so... What's funny about these kind of prayers is that oftentimes, you know, we've already decided what we're going to do. We've already decided what we're going to say, where, uh, where we're going to go. And really what we're saying is, God, I want you to get on the page with me instead of me getting on the right page with you. I mean, that's what we're saying because, you know, we know that God, everything he does is blessed. Everything he's done, I mean, everything he imagines it comes out as he imagined it. I mean, his will is carried out. It's done. So who doesn't want his help? I mean, who doesn't want his help to make our plans blessed or full as Sue described it? You know, so we're, that seems like what we're kind of doing when we're saying, God, bless what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, and it's not that praying uh, for these things is bad. It's not. And it's not that uh, praying for God's blessing is wrong. No, God's blessing is good. Uh, and it's not that there aren't examples for praying for these things in the Old Testament. Notice I didn't say the New Testament. I've discovered in my little investigation here that you can't find those prayers in the New Testament. We'll come to that in a moment. 
But uh, there, there was, in fact, uh, one of these prayers in the Old Testament about God's blessing. And, in fact, it, it kind of came out in a church fad. For those of you who have not grown up in the church, just to let you know, every once in a while there are these church fads. There's something that gets kind of popular or catches on quick. Uh, somebody teaches something or says something, or, or, and, and then all of a sudden it's on T-shirts. It's in a book. It's at the store, and we try to sell it. Imagine that. Uh, well, it happens every now and then. And there was a fad a while back about, it was about this little obscure prayer that was in the Old, Old Testament, just maybe a sentence long. But it was this prayer. It was kind of like, you pray this prayer because you don't want to miss out on God's blessing. And so everybody was like, oh, i got to pray this prayer because I don't want to miss out on God's blessing because he's just going to blow things up, expand things, make it beautiful and wonderful. So it, it was this whole thing. But it was really kind of strange. It, there was just something odd about it. And, and, and I just have to say that as I've been looking into this idea of praying to bless, uh, I found out this thing about what's in the Old Testament, what's in the New Testament. And there's a reason for it. And so I want you to come along with me on this little uh, CSI adventure uh, crime scene. And the crime is my prayers. My prayers really suck. So, uh, and that's why we're doing this investigation. So look at one of the earliest examples of God's blessing. It's found with Abraham in Genesis 12. And he says this to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow, talk about a huge blessing to have spoken to you as an individual. Man, that is amazing. And think about it, it's really happened. I mean, here we are today, uh, nearly you know 5,000 years later, and we're talking about Abraham. His name is great, and it's great to us, especially as believers. Now, it's, uh, you know, when, when you look at this and you go, man, I, that's a great blessing. I'd love to have God's blessing in my life, personally like that. I mean, all peoples of earth blessed through you. Uh, that's amazing. But I hope that if you read this, you also think about the verse that preceded this and what, what God said to Abraham before he blessed him. You know what, what God said to Abraham before he blessed him like this? He said, uh, go, leave your family, leave your country. Leave everyone you know, and I want you to go to a place that you don't know, and go to where everything is unfamiliar. There's no map. There's no GPS. I want you to go, and I'll meet you there. And God said, as you do this, I will bless you so that you can bless. So sometimes, uh, you know, attached to those amazing Old Testament blessings are some amazing uh, acts of faith. Um, but this is maybe just a little foreshadowing of where we're going here. Uh, look at the next example of blessing in the Old Testament. It's number six. And God gives some instruction of how he wants his priest, his holy priest, to bless his people, his chosen people. And he's saying, this is how I want you to pray for them. You know, and so that's kind of interesting. You go, well, how should we pray for other people? And Well, here's a prayer where God's talking to his, his leaders. This is how I want you to pray for them. And he says this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And, and that is beautiful. I mean, I, I would want somebody to pray that for me. That, that's a wonderful thing to desire and have in life. And, and, you know, looking at just these two passages, we can find that really 
that they represent what is consistent throughout the Old Testament. You can keep and find and look for more. And what you'll find is that it is in the heart of God to bless His people. It's in His heart to bless you. Really. It's in His heart so much. And, and, and when you look at all these uh, verses and instances in the Old Testament that are talking about God's blessing for His people... They all point forward, though. They all point forward to a moment in time. That moment of time is the appearing of Jesus Christ. His life, His death, His resurrection. That's what all those blessings point to. Because really, uh, what happens is that the fullness of every one of these blessings, in reality, is found in Jesus Christ. Let me show you. It's in Galatians chapter 3. It says this in verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Cross. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. That's everybody who is not a Jew. Through Christ Jesus. So that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. You see, God wants to bless you so much. He wants to bless you so much, but because he's a just God, he's, he's, he's got to carry out justice, which, which is like a curse. And, and, but he wants to bless you so much, he's going to put the curse on Jesus so that you instead don't have to take the curse. You don't have to take the punishment, but instead you can just receive his blessing. The blessing is the blessing that was given to Abraham. That blessing is now for you. And it's repeated again in verse 29. Just so you know, I'm not just making this up off of one verse. After Paul speaks of us being baptized into Christ, he says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So are are you baptized and clothed in Christ? Are Are you in Christ? If you are, then you have been blessed by God with the same blessing of Abraham. You've been blessed so that you can bless. Now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that sentence. You've been blessed so you can bless. Now I'm not sure if you believe me yet, so I'm going to talk about you being blessed, but also the context being you're blessed so that you can bless. All right? So let, let's look at this. You know, have you ever uh, run into someone and, uh, you know, we do our greeting exchanges, how are you? And I've noticed this since I've come to the southeast. And it happens sometimes in, in, in the north and the west where I lived before. But it's, it's happened more here. And it could happen, at, you know, with a bank teller, grocery clerk. Uh, it could happen post office or pulling up in the Burger King line, drive through. And I'm sorry if that offended you, the vegetarian drive through. Uh, <laughs> And, and you, you look up the person and they say, hey, how are you? And you go, fine. And, and then I always kind of respond back, how are you? And, and every once in a while, somebody will say this with a great big grin on their face. They'll say, I'm blessed. <laughs> and, you know, you just kind of look at them. And you kind of go, I'm not sure what to say to that. And, and, you know, and there's a little bit of the cynic in me that comes out at those moments when someone says, I'm blessed. And, and, and it 
kind of goes like this in my head. Well, why don't you come out from that little Burger King booth and we'll see how blessed you are. And, you know, do you really like, like it when the line's all backed up and people are honking their horns and they're mad? Are you blessed then? Are you blessed when you're stuck in traffic and someone cuts you off? Are you blessed when your bills are late? Are you blessed? Are you really blessed? But when I remove the cynic, I mean, there's a part of me where there's a little bit of conviction that comes with this. I mean, there's a little part where, you know, I think that when someone asks me, how are you, that I I don't think I can respond anymore with just, I'm fine. I don't know if I can respond with just such a bland answer when I know what Jesus Christ has done for me. I don't know if I can say that. And when I keep in mind all that God has done, I'm not sure that I can pray in the same way anymore either. You know, look, look at the prayer that's in the letter to the Ephesians. If you open it up to the first chapter, there's that part that's similar to all the other letters in the New Testament. It's the part that usually we like to skip over because we kind of think, oh, that's kind of specific to the people he was writing to. And there's, sometimes there's personal greetings and personal instructions. And we, we skip over some really good stuff. And there's some really good stuff in Ephesians chapter 1 that you shouldn't skip over, that you look at. And it starts out, he, Paul starts his letter to the Ephesians. He says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Now, have you ever started out one of your letters that way? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I know a lot of us don't write letters anymore. We write emails. But can you imagine starting out your email? Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, most of my correspondence kind of goes this way. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, sharing the kids are all doing well. And we uh, lived in an apartment this summer. And then we, we moved out. We're a chance to move into a house. We're really grateful. It's cool. And, and you know, it's, it's stuff like that. The weather's cold. I mean, that's what's in my letters. But, but I dare you. I dare you to start a letter with praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, try, try starting out like that. And that might create interesting letter writing. But, but here in this letter that starts with praise be to God, we hear why. Why he's saying praise be to God. Why? Because every blessing, every blessing is summed up and given to us in Jesus Christ. I am blessed. You are blessed. We have been blessed in Jesus Christ with every spiritual blessing. And what Paul does here at the start of his letter and the start of his prayer for the Ephesians is that he's speaking well of God. I think that we need to do this a little more in our prayers. We, we touched on this at the beginning of praising God. But, but, but we need to speak well of Him. We need to eulogize Him and say good things about Him. And this is what Paul is doing. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, Shannon, I, I think I know where you're going with this. And we have every spiritual blessing. And that's all fine and dandy. But, but Shannon, uh, that's all kind of airy, ethereal kind of prayer stuff. And, and, and I need you know, blessing that's a little more tangible. I mean, Shannon, I'm praying for a boyfriend. And I'm praying for... This month's car payment. And, you know, and, and those are the kind of things, tangible blessing that I need in my life. Well, you know, God's blessings are not just the airy, intangible stuff, but also the earthy stuff that we can touch. 
Listen to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, By His power, He has given us everything we need for life and godliness. For the earthy stuff and the unearthly stuff. He's given us what we need. God does take care of that. But, but here is the dealio. Do you realize what God has given you in Jesus Christ? You know why, as a man in Christ... I can say I'm blessed. Why well, I can say that now with any, any no, no cynicism? Because I have been given access to the Father through His Spirit. I can talk to Him at any time. And He went to great lengths to work that out so that I could have access. And He has really adopted me as His child. He's gone to great lengths to do that. I think about my brother-in-law who adopted a child from the Ukraine and, and how the great lengths he went to and the time that it took to bring that child into his family. A child who was unsuspecting, had no idea what was going to happen to him. But then he was swept into this family of love. And God has done that for me. I know that I am now a citizen of heaven. I just don't have a passport, a U.S. passport. I have a passport to heaven. And I have been made a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. I'm, I'm continually putting on that new and wanting to walk in that. I have been given peace with God, a peace that passes all understanding, guards my heart and my mind and Jesus. And it's a peace that this world does not understand. And they question it. And, and there's, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I got a reservation for heaven. I have been, uh, God's been preparing a place for me there. And he's gone. He's been there a long time preparing it for over 2,000 years. So I imagine it's pretty fine. And I'm looking forward to it. And he has sealed me together with this spirit. And he says that he will never leave me, never forsake me. He is with me. That is a promise that no human could ever make to me and keep. God has unloaded on me in Jesus Christ, and I am blessed. And you are too, if you're in Christ. You are so blessed. And this is some of what Paul is saying here in the beginning of his letter to the Ephesians, explaining why he's saying, Praise be to God, our Father, Jesus Christ, and all he's done. And then Paul gets to his prayer for the Ephesians. He says, I'm so blessed. You're so blessed. And here's my prayer for you. Please bless us. Protect us. Watch over us. Forgive us all our sins. Is that what he prays? No. He didn't fall into the rut, did he? What he prays instead, he prays this. He says, Lord, I pray that you would give these people a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that's, that's an opening of the eyes of your heart, that they might understand every good thing that they've been given in you. And they might understand the hope that's, that they've been called to. And that they might understand and know you better. That's a good prayer. That's a great prayer to pray for somebody else. That's the kind of prayer I think about when I think about praying to bless others. Maybe here's another example. It's, it's Jesus' prayer. And on, on the night he was betrayed, before that happened, he was praying. He was praying in a garden, and his words and his prayers, and he was praying some in the upper room, and, and the, that whole length of his prayer was recorded. And, and, and the first part of it, and, and, and look, guys, I'm not saying that praying 
for yourself is wrong. It's not. Praying about yourself is not wrong. Jesus prayed for himself. But, but look at how he prayed. It's a little different than the bless me stuff. Look at how he prayed for himself. He, he says, Father, glorify your son so I may glorify you. Now, I, I know it's, it's a little more flowery there and everything, but basically that's what it boils down to. That's just a little different. And, and, and then he quickly moves on, and he's done praying for himself, and then he takes a lot of time to pray for his disciples. And then he takes a bit of time to pray for people who are going to believe in the future. Us. I mean, if you want to know how blessed you are, you have been prayed for by Jesus Christ. And if you want to read the prayer that he prayed for you today, read John 17 and find out what he prayed for you specifically. You know, Jesus takes time to pray for this. And and, and when you look at his prayer and when you look at everything written in the Bible from this point on, from the death and resurrection of Jesus, there are no more prayers of bless me in the Bible. They're gone. They evaporated, disappeared. Anytime the word bless or blessing appears in the New Testament, it's referring to Old Testament story or Old Testament scriptures. Bless me or bless us doesn't appear after Jesus' death and resurrection. And why is that? Why is that? Because every blessing that God desires to give you has already been given to you in Jesus Christ. He's already with you. He's already protecting you. He has already blessed you. He has already forgiven you in Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that we don't confess and we talk to Him about those things, but I'm saying, you got it. You got it. Every blessing. And we've been included in on that first blessing to Abraham. We've been blessed to bless others. And yes, I believe that we are to move beyond praying for ourselves to pray blessing for others. We should imitate Jesus' prayers. But here is the biggest thing that I hope that you would walk away with today. That when you come before the Lord in prayer, I hope that you will speak well of God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that you know why you're saying that. Because on the next sentence you'll say, Lord, I am so blessed. You have blessed me so much. And then what I hope that you'll take away from this day and walk away from this moment is that after you say that in your prayers, you say, you have blessed me so much, Lord I want to bless you. I want to bless you. And instead of asking God to bless the thing that you're about to do or the thing you're about to say, instead say, Lord, you've blessed me already. So as I go and do this thing, I pray it might bless you. As I go and say this thing, I pray it might bless you. Do you see the difference? We're still including God in, in all the things that we bring to Him before the Lord. It's just a little fine-tuning. It's a little fine-tuning. Just, just not a bless me, but Lord, I want to bless you. You know, back in time at 9-11 when the planes hit the towers and they came down, my family, we were living in Buffalo, New York, and so there was a little bit of a kind of New York unite, and the whole state was kind of in on, you know, New York strong kind of thing. And... and uh, 
And it was funny, driving through town, you would see these banners and posters popping up everywhere on commercial buildings, on banks, and uh, grocery stores, and, and, uh, and, and it said one thing. And uh, you might be able to guess what it is, but it was, God bless America. And uh, you saw it everywhere, and it was really cool, and, and, and I'm, I'm not down on that in any way. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a big patriot, so, uh, but uh, it was one in a thousand signs that said, America, bless God. America, bless God. You know, if you're having trouble with really being able to say from your heart, I am so blessed, I got every spiritual blessing, and if you're having trouble with that because it's, it's still kind of out there for you, Maybe think about the country you live in. How blessed you are to have been born in this country, to live in this country. You know, you live in the most prosperous nation on earth. Even the poorest of the poor here are rich compared to others in other nations. We, we have running water. Two to three billion other people on this planet don't have running water. And clean water. But you do. You don't have to be afraid to drink and, and be afraid that you're going to get some disease or parasite in you. You live, and you're, you're so blessed in this place that we live, that you live in a place where a black man can be a president and a woman can run for vice president, where women can vote and drive a car, and where in other places they can't do those things because they are oppressed and suppressed. You and I live in a place where the lowest and the poorest can aspire to do great things and reach places that are impossible to do in other parts of the world. We are blessed. Just think about that and you'll be able to say, Lord, I am blessed. Let me bless you today as I do this or that. Let me bless others in your name. We are called to bless others in our prayers. Let's move out of the rut of praying words that are meaningless to us and move beyond prayers for ourselves. But it's all going to be based on what you know, that you really know it's true, that in Jesus Christ you have every spiritual blessing. You got it all. Because if you can remember that and operate from that, you can bless others. You can try to bless God. Now, if you're unsure, if you're in Christ, you can leave here today knowing that you are in Christ because God gives instructions in His Word how to be in Him. In order to get into Christ, a person must hear the gospel, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and believe it. Believe that it's not just for those people out there, but believe that it's for you. And then repent means to turn. Turn to change your mind. Say, I used to think this way, but now I think this way. I used to walk this way in my own way, but now I'm going to walk in God's way, the way He wants me to come to Him, not the way I want to go. The Bible instructs us to confess our faith in Jesus. Say that we believe, that we trust Him. To be baptized, immersed in water. Paul wrote, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. The person who does not believe in Jesus cannot share in God's spiritual blessings. 
They can have part of some of his earthly blessings. I mean, the sun shines, the rain comes up. We all enjoy the blessings of this earth, whether we believe or not. But to enjoy his spiritual blessings, you've got to have your trust in Jesus Christ. The person who has not repented of his sins cannot share in God's spiritual blessings. The person who will not confess Christ does not share in God's spiritual blessings. The person who will not be baptized, cannot receive remission of his sins and be saved, will not share in his spiritual blessings. But doesn't it seem silly to reject and say, no, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to follow those instructions God says for being in Christ. Because, well... I just want to be first. I don't want to be second to Jesus. Doesn't it seem silly to reject all the spiritual blessing, all the things that God wants to give you because you want to be first? It's a choice. It's a choice. But you've heard now, that's the things that you move in. Those are the things that you do. Those are the things that you must believe to step into Christ. And again, I know that belief doesn't happen instantaneously for everyone. It's a process. But you've heard some of it now. And there's a chance for you to respond. And, 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 and if you want to be in Christ. And so in the next few moments, the band's going to come up. They're going to be uh, playing uh, real lightly and softly. And uh, for those of us who understand that we've been blessed, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to pray for others. We're going to pray to bless others. And so I need you to kind of look to the people on either side of you and, and maybe a group of three or four or five and, and maybe around some of the tables and just look to the person next to you and say, how can I pray for you? What's one thing I can pray for you? And then after you find that out and you find out their name, if you don't know their name, you're, you're going to pray out loud. Now, if some of you are kind of like, man, I've never prayed out loud. I'm not sure if I want to do this. It's okay. You can pray silently. Just let the person know. Hey, what can I pray for you? And then you can warn them. I'm not going to pray out loud. I'm going to pray silently. But when I'm done, I'm going to tap you. I'm going to tap you, and then you can pray. All right? You can do that, okay? That's cool. It'll work. All right? Because I like, I like this place to be lifted up with prayers. And, and maybe when you start, if you could start this way, praise be to you, God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have blessed me so much. And see where it goes from there. All right? Let's go. Let's pray.